Welcome to episode 372 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto, team, welcome along to episode 372 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I am sensational, Bevan. You? I'm pretty good. We've got, we've got a marathon effort in front of us today, haven't we? We have. We've got plenty, of, plenty to we go. We started at 6 a.m. and we'll finish, what, about 10.30, 11? 10.30, yep. 10.30, 11, yep. I could be home at 11, apparently. Oh, why is that? Just got to be home. He's being told. Yep. And you listen when you've been told, don't you? It's the law. And when something when you get told, you're a good boy. Mm-hmm. How often do you not do what you're told? Mm, fairly frequently. Oh, do you? How's yeah. that go down? Great. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Clean the kitchen. <laughs> Put things away. <laughs> so how's this thing about turning the lights off? Does Belinda have that thing? Uh, she's okay with that. That's my head in a little bit, to be honest. Mm. Because she, she likes conserving power. Yeah. And light bulbs don't cost that much, do they? Well, it's principle. It's a principle. I'm hearing you, Joe. Like, Joe will be I'm asleep at night. I'll come to bed at night. Mm. And uh, like sometimes, very on Sunday night, I'll play risk with the boys. Mm. And, uh, and she'll go to bed. And then what will happen is, we'll come, I'll come to bed and I'll maybe leave the hall light on. And she'll be asleep. And mm. she'll wake up and she'll go, the light. Cracks me up. You know, I, I talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Just get that tasty goodness into you. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Oh, well, we've got some good feedback on them this week. Yep. And trainingpeaks.com. Place to store what you've been doing with your training. And slstry.com. You can just look cool. Okay, guys, in this week's show, we've got some news. Uh, we've got a website of the week. John, you're doing a history lesson. It's a good one this week. Well, yep. Basically, what happens is I go away once a year mm-hmm. and we have to kind of do seven shows in a week. And John goes, that's when the history lesson comes back out. Yeah, history is happening. Yeah, it's good. What's it on this week? Uh, it's on about the Zoffingen Duathlon. Mm, very good. And yes, no, we're not doing recipe of the bag. <laughs> oh, John, we're not doing recipe of the bag. Yes, we got so much bad feedback on it last we, time. Oh, we got positive feedback. I didn't even see that last. It's not even the show notes. Oh, it is. It's just a quick one. So just, just take a deep breath and go, it, go into can the- Can we use it as a, like go, a website link? Go into the growth mindset, Bevan. You're in the fixed mindset. <laughs> you're reading Carol Dweets, are you? Yeah, you're in the fixed <laughs> mindset and uh, you just got to let yourself grow a bit. What, what, what book are you reading? Um, Is it called Mindset? Yeah, I've read yeah, that a while ago. Nice work. <laughs> I don't know if I want to grow with recipes, but John, and apparently our audience doesn't either, but hey, yeah. let's just see what happens. Yeah. Questions and answers. Okay, John, so we're doing a bit of a, it's about halfway through the season, or well, it's kind of more than halfway through the season. But it is kind of getting to that point where the KPR system is heading towards the last point. Has it actually switched over now? Has it's it? switched over. Okay, so we, we thought we'd start the show with a bit of a wrap-up on what's happened with the points and uh, who's who's looking not to be at Kona this year and, and who's kind of guaranteed already in. And we're going to look into this in a bit more detail uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we're going to do an interview with Torsten next week um, because Rachel Joyce wrote uh, a piece mm, on uh, WhatsApp, which I think is Women in Triathlon, something like that, uh, Something like that. It was really just stating that, you know, maybe it's not so fair that um, there's more males and females and really pointing out that, you know, some of the time differentials are, are, are pretty close in terms of the guys versus the girls and, you know, what harm would it do to have 50 guys and 50 girls? So I'm not going to go into that in too much detail well, now. one point you had to bring up as well is that, you know, the way they've changed the point system now, which is which is, is fair, it seems, is that if you kind of get top 10 in Kona, 
you're guaranteed for next year, hmm. you know, and which we which we like, you know, hmm. and, and, I, and I think definitely if you get a top 10 economy, you kind of should be allowed to turn up next year. Sure, you have to still do an Ironman and, uh, and probably do a 7.3 somewhere along the way. But the problem is that means there's only actually 25 girls who can then vie for those rest of the slots. And is that a fair number to kind of consider? And, and we, I'm going to put one point on oh. that. But we will go into that in more detail when we talk to Torsten because he's done some analysis as to the new system and what sort of impact that would have. So looking at how people qualified this year, if they just using the, the point system for next year, would the results be the same or not? But... Um, I suppose we'll look, we'll look at this year's stuff, but the bottom line is I don't see anybody outside the top 28 or whatever females, a couple on the males that could influence the race, that are going to be contenders for the win. And I think we don't need to necessarily look at this as a one-year project all the time. If some pro turns up, then, well, you know, if they've got to battle a bit to get into Kona the first year, I don't have a problem with that. I think you've just got to, yeah, I mean, it, it's... I don't know. We'll go into that another time. Another You're just being time. careful here because you don't want to put down women, do you? Well, no, I don't. I, I think it's the same on the guys and the girls. I think that... Yeah, but the thing is, but then, you, you know, cool, you know, maybe someone who's going to be the 35th woman isn't going to win Kona, but she might be the girl who does five years from now. Yeah. And, you know, and you talk about a lot of these guys who develop themselves towards that next level. Mm. If they don't get the opportunity to have that that race, then they might, when they get to that next level, they don't have race experience in Kona, so then it's going to take them another three or four years, maybe, to find that next step. I don't buy that. I think if they're... If they're you if, don't buy that? No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if you're good enough, <laughs> if you're good enough, I'm pretty sure you can I get to Kona. I even threw my pen across the room. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you're good enough, you can you can get to Kona and... Uh, oh, that's not true. There's yeah. definitely athletes who have developed themselves towards their career and got, you know, not maybe not one Kona, but definitely got top 10, top fives. Yeah. You don't buy don't it. Don't buy it. Anyway. <laughs> Full of crap. <laughs> one of the things she did say in her article, which I thought was a really good point, is that for her, you know, Rach is definitely one of the best Ironman triathletes in the world. Doing one-point races is just a waste of time. She was talking about she her heart won over her head when she did Lanzarote. 1,000-point races. 1,000-point race. And after the taxes and stuff, she only ended up with $4,000. And at that moment, yeah. she said, well, there's no point in doing these races anymore. So, yeah. um, And that's what, you know, the point system's increased, but the prize money hasn't. Yes. So come on, come on, WC. Give us, um, open up your wallets. Righty-ho. So what basically happens on July the 28th, the top 40 males and the top 28 females from the Kona points um, rating, ranking, ratings, ranking, rating? I don't know. Uh, ratings. But basically go through to Kona. Um, they're basically assured a slot. And then after that, the remaining slots, which is another 10 males and seven folks, pro females they will be allocated on August the 25th so you can still accumulate points via the 70.3s and the remaining Ironman races so you can accumulate points from your top 5 Ironman races and your top 3 70.3s top 5 top well, top 3 uh, just well if you look at Gina Crawford here she's got 4 races for Ironman and no 70.3s so is it just your top 5 races you are correct I'm wrong wait a second let's pause for a moment <laughs> I think this is a historical moment in the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe wow. there is a way for that, that, that changes things for me <laughs> because I did a little bit of analysis as John to. John wants to see if he can race as a pro next year. I, I don't, but I just wanted to see if I could. If you were, say, an athlete of. Basically, if you were the first. What I, what I basically did, I, I, I sort of think that I'll be around about where the first chick is at most races that I yep. do, hopefully in front. Um, and I was kind of thinking, would I qualify if I did three iron mix? Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And and I'm I'm happy to admit it. I had I had a guy at the weekend who who did the duathlon, and um and we we had some slight issues with the results, and he said, no, I finished two places ahead, and I was in front of the first female. Yeah. So I did alter the results in because I know what it means. Yep. Uh, 
I, th- I was under the impression it was only three Ironmans, but you were right. It was, you can have five Ironmans and three 70.3s. What so was it? You just choose your five best races? No, it's you're allowed up to five Ironmans. But, but looking at their table, you're allowed up to five Ironmans and your three best 70.3s. No, I don't know if you're right because if you look at everybody, no one's got more than five races here. Okay. So maybe it's just your best five races. Maybe you're correct. And you can have a combination of both. Because if you look at someone like um, Camilla Pearson, she's done an Ironman and three seventy point threes. but then you look at Gina and she's just done four Ironman. Bevan, I think that's could be right again. One show. This is, the world's this, changing. This is unheralded. <laughs> really is unheralded. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think you might be right again because I can't see anybody there. You know, we, we really should do our peas a bit better and well, actually go through all the fine points. But it looks like you do five races and yeah. they can be made up of any. But, you you know, let's say Pete Verbrusek, I don't know if he even does 70.3s, but all his races are, are iron distance races. So, so I guess bottom line is um, who's in and who's out. All the people, almost all the people you'd expect to be in Aaron and uh, heading the rankings on the guys side of things you have Sebastian Keenlay and Nico Lanos Andreas Rayler Craig Alexander and Fredrik Van Leerd on the guys side of things on the girls and that was in that order on the girls side of things we have uh, Leander Cave Caroline Steffen Gina Crawford Marybeth Ellis and Meredith Kessler uh, in that order and again you look at Meredith Kessler Bevan five results and I'm, I'm pretty positive she will have done more than five events so yeah. I think you're right again yeah. Take take a take it's a trophy. Three times I'm, I'm take taking a, taking ticking it off actually. Take the trophy for this week. I'm just saying Gina's third. I wouldn't have picked her as third. She's. I mean, well, yes, she's she, a good season. She has. She had a good Kona and she had a good, uh, a pretty good Melbourne. Um, so yeah. I think that's probably her first couple of point scoring it. races. I don't know how to turn that one just off. Push mute. I did. Oh, and then the phone goes off. Yeah, we've got our next interview in 15 minutes time. Is it? I thought it was 7:30. Seven o'clock. Oh, okay. Good to know. Diana Birch. Race Diana Birch, John? The, she's the race director of the Ironman World Championship. Oh, really? Wow, great. Okay. So, so that's that's your top five there. I guess when I look through this list, and it has changed a bit from when I looked at it yesterday when I was doing my P's for the show, um, the, probably the, the only not, really notable ones that I think could could have a significant impact on the race on the guy's side is um, Marino is not in there. He is currently ranked at, I think, uh, 45. So he's going to... And he'll probably fall down the rankings a couple more places, uh, potentially, with the next um, few races. And I also thought I read somewhere else that he might be either injured or sick. So he might be out of Kona. And he is someone that yeah, may, he, may, maybe not win it, but certainly change the complexion of the race and potentially could win it. How long do you get the... the you, if you've won it, you get five years, don't you? Because uh, Mac, is, Mac is like 73rd, but he's only... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's... Yeah, I can't remember. I think, but I, think it, get, it, I think you get five years. It's either so. five, ten, or indefinite. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's certainly, no, it's not indefinite because I remember when they shifted it. They, there mm. was a period where you actually don't get it, but I can't remember if it was five or ten. Um, so names that we, we probably won't see at Kona this year who have been players uh, in the past. I guess the other ones um, it was the other ones that I thought could could impact the race is Michael, Michael Rayler. Yeah, he's just, he's right there with. Uh, with Marino and then Terenzo is probably the one other one that I'd say could have a pretty big impact on the race. But he was never doing it this year, was he? I don't we believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, this that. year's not the year for him. Um, other ones that I saw on the list that 
probably wouldn't be um, significant players, but but could be Cam Brown, Paul Ambrose, Mike Twelsick, Marco Albert, Ivan Rana. Um, I don't know where he moved up to because uh, he raced at the weekends. He may have moved into the into the fray because uh, he did have an Ironman race at the weekends. So I think he'll probably be there. Um, and there's a few other. Luke Bell um, was down at 78th. Some of these guys might be doing it through choice. Paul Amy was also out there, um, well outside the top group and on the girls side of things when I scanned through the only names that I um, thought could have an impact was Rebecca Keat and uh, and Joe Lorne has not um, mm. has, has chosen not to go down the path so she would have been able to qualify should she have done some more iron distance races but she chose some 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 non-WTC races so um, so yeah bo- bottom line for me is on the girls side of things don't really see any names there outside of the top 28 that I think could have a serious impact on the race guys side of things a little bit different, um, and yeah, definitely. If Marino's not that race, some mm. people are going, "Oh, that's a good thing," mm. and because he, he's middle, he's blown, but he's been a player in the last few years. And the result of that is because he had a, um, you know, he had a really good Melbourne, finished second or third, wasn't it? Uh, second or third, um, but didn't finish Kona. Didn't finish Kona, and also um, blew up Germany. in Germany. Yeah. So, you know. I would say, look, he's gone and, and selected the the big races. Good on him, um, yeah. and those are the big scoring races. But well, because you know, he's the kind of guy who looks at those races and go, I can win them. Mm. Yeah. And um, and he's blown. And had he blown moderately, not massively, he'd be in. You know, had he blown from being first and come in, say seventh or eighth, then I'm sure he'd still be there. But when he blows, he blows big time. So now what happens is basically we still have a few more slots and it's another 18 males, another seven females in the KPR points to go. And these ones will be cut off on the 25th of August. So, mm. you know, those last people, you know, maybe maybe a couple of 70.3s or if they want to fight mm. for their battle. And, and there's, there's a few Ironmans to come. Um, yeah, we've got... Yeah, uh, but you'd probably choose 7.3 at this point, wouldn't you? Uh, depends if you just want to make it, or if you know, the points are much heavily heavily weighted to, to Ironman races, yeah. so you're going to get more points for an Ironman race, and they're typically the Ironman races from here on in. You're not going to have a lot of the rock stars, so chance of you finishing <coughs> fairly high up the field is 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 pretty good. John, the big question is: if you were pro, could you make it? Yes. Well, so I, I quickly is that went, a yes, you can, or yes, you looked into it. Yes, I looked into it, and no, I probably wouldn't. Uh-huh. But now that you've you've enlightened me, <laughs> as I always do, I think I, p- perhaps I could. Um, so fortieth place was three thousand six hundred and twenty points. So I did a quick bit of analysis, and, and um, I basically looked at the results from from this year. And you've you've basically said I would beat the first female. And I've looked at it also thinking I'm going to be in a ballpark nine hour shape and that usually gets you in front of the female. So looking at Ironman New Zealand, um, looking at Auckland 70.3, I would have got spanked there. I would have been nowhere. I would have only got 50 points there probably because I was okay, so looking not, at... No point turning up. Yeah. Uh, Ironman New Zealand picked, I'd, I'd get ballpark eighth place. That's 960 points. Same deal if I went to Ironman Cairns, which is reasonably spaced. Uh, would have estimated around about 8th place if I'd done the Kona 70.3 which probably wouldn't have fitted in if I'd done Ken's because I think they're on the same day um, but that, that would have been impressive that would have been yeah. impressive so that, that's that's basically two Ironmans plus two 70.3s I would have only got 2,170 points and how many did you need? and you needed 3,600 points <clears throat> but then if we go back to your point there and, and Pete Verbrusik you know he's got five Ironman scoring races so if I was desperate to get there you know say I did another um Say I did five Ironman races and got around about that eighth place in each one, then I'd be, I would be in. So well, where's Peter Brusick in there? He, he's in there uh, because he. 
I'm just trying to find his name. Yeah. How far down is he? Uh, he was he was quite high up. He was uh, he's thirteenth. Oh really? And so he's got some of yeah, the. Yeah, he's just an Ironman racer. He's done five Ironmans and scored around. No, now Pete's better than than I would be. He's got a seventeen sixty, a twelve hundred, um, eleven twenty. But the bottom line is, if I did five races and got about a thousand points each race, which is realistic, then I would easily be in. And even if I only did uh, <clears throat> did four, I'd probably just um, scrape in as well. So you think you could qualify as a pro? If I wanted to. Do you know what's really interesting, John? It cost me a shitload to do it. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't because it doesn't cost you to enter as a pro. Yeah, but I'd have to, if I did oh, New, travel. Say, say I did yeah. New Zealand, a couple of Australian, yeah, three Australian races. So New Zealand. Is there three Australian outside of Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's quite hard to get points Forster, at Port Macquarie. not Foster, because yeah. we always get told off about that one. But that's a challenge. Oh, it is too, so, yeah. But no, if, yeah. I, if I did New Zealand, backed up to Melbourne and Cairns, that's three. Yeah, but Melbourne you wouldn't get eighth. Yeah, but I, I, the points are much heavily weighted, so I'd probably still do okay there. But where do the points go down to? Oh, they, kept, they keep going all the way. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah, so I think that, I don't know. I, I, wouldn't I, be that cheap, mate. Wouldn't be that expensive. Maybe you should race pro next year. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> I think um, you'll win it. So I think that's, that there is a way. And if you're a nine-hour athlete, I think you could potentially get in. But I think, yeah. Can you recall how many people last year didn't take it? You know, so, you know, someone like Pete Bravusic, does he actually do Conan nowadays? Well, Slow Twitch have got some stuff there. So there is a few people that indicate they do, they're not going to do it, and it does roll a bit. But I wouldn't expect it to roll more than so about five, five, five yeah, places okay. or so. Yep. So interesting times ahead, and um, well done to the pros who've qualified. And we'll see how this rolls out next year. I think yep. it's, I mean, it's all looking good. Yeah, definitely, and uh, good stuff. Okay, good time. So we had a race on last weekend, and Lake Placid was the first one we're going to talk about. And uh, Jumbo. What happened? No surprises really. Andy Potts, a uh, bit Dominated. of a dojo domination. And where are my results, Bevan? You, you, so you he, he basically came in an 8.43, which isn't a fast race. He swam 46, and then he rode uh, 4.48, and then ran a 3.02. to come in 8.43. He won by five minutes over Daniel Fontana, and he who, did... Who didn't qualify. He's just out, even with the results, he's just outside the top 45. Italian athlete did a 49 swim, a 4.56 bike, and then just under a sub three with a 2.58 swim run, and he did... Uh, 8.48 and then uh, Ian Mickelson he got third he's from the US he did 49.502 and then 2.53 so pretty solid run there for an 8.51 pretty slow race day but it, it, is it a slow course? It's not a particularly fast course you know it, it, I watched um, Placid yeah, still 8.43 I, yeah I watched Placid on the trainer the other day and it looked um, looked pretty spectacular in terms of the scenery and, and it looks like a nice race to go and do mm. girl side of things Girls side of things, let me pull that up. Um, females? I know Carrie Lester was, uh, Dee Dee Griesbauer was first off the bike and Carrie Lester then took the lead but faded. I think she well, finished. Well, Janine Henson took it out and she mm. did a, a 103 swim. So she was well behind on the swim. 520 bike but then ran a 305. So she did 945 for first place. Then we had Katie Blackmore, and, or Blackmore, sorry, and she did 52, one, uh, 5, 32, 312 for 942. And then last, Carrie Lester came in at third, 55 swim. Uh, she kind of blew in the run really 523 bike and then 323 run nice so, work uh, we had Ironman Switzerland at the weekend and when I looked at these results I thought man these run times are looking pretty pretty shoddy and uh, I had an email from um, Mark who uh, I used to coach and he was saying it was Mark Jones <coughs> 39 degrees on the run and really? smoking hot on the bike. Apparently there was DNFs for Africa really? and so pretty tough day at the office. Ronnie Shilnick dominated the dojo, swam 55, bike 432, which just absolutely <laughs> decimated everybody. It's like seriously, if you look down the list here, guys, the next best ride I can see is basically 
12 minutes behind him. Yeah, so just crushed it and then ran, ran a 3.01.59. It's a pretty slow run for Ronnie. Uh, 8.33. What would, be, what would we expect him to do? Oh, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a sub-8 guy. So, oh, you okay. Know, you so know, he's, yeah. he's capable of sort of... Uh, high 40s. High 240s, yeah. yeah. So 8.33, seven-minute victory over Ivan Rana, who's, you know, second to second, but I still... Um, Ivan Rana was, you know, I was talking him up as a potential Kona Yeah, because he's ITU, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they always win, don't they? Yeah. He's not fulfilling my promise yeah. at this stage. Funny, yeah. But uh, who knows? Sport. He might be racing within himself and getting Has ready to... Has he racing? Did he qualify? I'm pretty sure he will with that. He'll he'll jump up the rankings. Because okay. so, he's done several races. He did... I think he did Los Carbos at the end of the year and I know he's done another race <laughs> this year. So pretty sure I'll have a look at those points in, in a moment just to, to check where he's at. So he was he was second in 8.40. Uh, Pierre Brittner was third in 8.46. Marco Albert had a bit of a disappointing day there in fifth place uh, coming off Ironman New Zealand where he had a fantastic race against Bevan Doherty. Uh, so a bit disappointing to see him down there. Maxim Kriat was fourth place. Your side of things? Girl side of things, um, probably didn't quite go to plan for old Erica Chomor. Uh, kind of faded in the run, didn't she? Mm. So she uh, was in third place. Uh, well, actually, she was kind of, yeah, the, the, who took it out? Anja. We had Anya Baranek took it out, 58 swim, 4.56 on the bike, yeah. smoking, and 3.22 on the run for a 9.22, seven minutes over Celine Shara and Erica in third, Sophie Goss fourth, and Emma Pooley fifth. So look at the girls' side of things. It was nine twenty-one versus the guys. Was do, 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 wait for it, wait for it. I'm waiting. Eight f- thirty-three. So fifty minutes. So that's um, yeah, it's a little bit on the slow side, isn't it? No, that's not. That's that's good. Often we see an hour, hour plus. So, oh, okay. So girls, nice job there in Switzerland. We also had a couple of races on. We had the um, how do you say that? the Alpe d'Huez. Sorry, the Alpe d'Huez triathlon happening. And uh, what happened there, Jumbo? So that was uh, it's a little bit shorter than obviously Iron Distance. But we had Richie Nichols, who has been tearing things up on the on the seventy point three course in terms of his run, and he took it out from Hervé Fouave. Uh, he went five forty, uh, had five minute, minute victory, and then skip. Told Skipworth, Skippy was uh, next in at 5.51, Stephen Bayliss in fourth, and good old Olivier Marceau in fifth place in 6.02. He has been around for a long time. Good stuff, Olivia. And then in uh, challenge. Uh, Hold on. Don't you want it? Oh, sorry, the girls. Who's the sorry. Pig here? Yeah. <laughs> Mary Beth <laughs> Alice, friend of the show. Oh, go, go, Mary. 6.20. I'm uh, Mulan uh, in. 641, so a crushing 21 minute victory. Wow, and Basso in third. And I did do we do need to do a comment for um. Sporty Doc, Tamsin Lewis, she finished second in the Olympic distance. They also have an Olympic distance oh, race nice. there. And it was up against some pretty decent athletes as well. Really? It was sometimes at these races, like when... Um, like the so, the so bad we, cousin, aren't they? Yeah, we went, when we did a challenge Embram, um, you know, the stand of the field in the Olympic is, is far inferior to, to the... To the um, to the, the full distance but at this race when I looked at some of the names I thought Tamsin's had a pretty solid race there but why weren't you doing the long one Tamsin worried about the heart fair enough yes she's a doctor she, she is she knows more than I, you and I do John challenge uh, Victoria challenge Victoria where are we that is uh, so this is where they had the ITU long distance world champs last year and on the guys side of things we had Pedro Gomez take the race out in 8.38. Second place we had Alejandro San Maria and in third place we had Carlos Lopez Diaz. So 
Look, um, 8.38 is pretty solid. He won from 8.51 in second place and 8.52 in third place. So tight racing for second and third, but 8.38 is, is pretty solid. It's pretty good. What about girls? My girls is just refreshing uh, right as we speak. And we had uh, Anna Carrez Paolo in first, Gutierrez Freds. Are they all these bloody <laughs> Spanish people? And Yvette, oh, this is an easy one. Yvette Grice in nice. third place. And the winning time on the girls was uh, 9.52, and then it was 9.54 and 10.03. So I'm pretty sure it's the first time this has been on as a challenge race. And feedback is, I mean, the, the pictures on the website make it look spectacular. That's what challenge sort of uh, really pride themselves on. I know when guys went and did that as the ITU World Long Distance Champs last year, they thought it was awesome. Oh wow, that's great to hear. Okay guys, we're going to take a pause and we'll be back in two seconds. And we are back and we just interviewed Diane from... Diana Birch from Ironman. Now this, that's actually not going to be on until the end of August because we're kind of preloading while, while I'm over in the States. But preloading. Pre- <laughs> but I have to say, she was pretty switched on, wasn't yeah, she? No, she's, yeah, uh, she's a really good interview. If you've, if you've been to Ironman before, you you see the, the speeches she does uh, and she's she's an inspirational character and um, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, she's the lady who coordinates the World Champs, so we'll, we'll have that on pretty e- much late August. Event director. Event director. So Jombo, we also had Midnight Man, but no, we, we don't have we, the results. We don't have the results. But I had a, a guy racing in the seventy point, th- not the seventy point three, the half. Oh, damn it! I don't want to call a half Ironman seventy point three. Apologies to all half Ironman events. But it's just an Ironman. Yeah, but it's we need a new name. Mm. Half Man. Half Man. The Midnight <laughs> Man. So it's basically an iron distance race that runs through the night, and so it starts in the afternoon, finishes uh, the next morning, and <laughs> the weather was woeful. Oh, really? Going through a heat wave in the UK. And my guy said he got he got puncture on the bike, and uh, he said it was just bucketing down, and no, there was punctures no. everywhere. He was doing the half, and it was a nine lap bike course, and the full so the full would have been eighteen. It was either nine or ten. So there was a lot of turns. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got the results for that. Vine Man was on at the weekend, and, and so last week we were talking about how they have the, this prize money. Don't know if you go mm. under nine and a half. It was four thousand, wasn't it? It was either four or five, yeah, yep. US, and uh, and then basically whoever goes under that they get split. And so two guys. Now, what about the females? Was your cutoff? We'll yeah, we'll go into that. Yep. Okay, so for the guys, there were two guys who managed to get under that, and one guy just got under. One guy dominated. John, how did that one, John? John Daltz, I guess. John Daltz, he dominated the dojo. He came in a nine oh six, and then uh, Van McCarthy, McCarthy. McCarty. McCarty, McCarty. He came in at 9.27, so massive domination by there. Blip the money, boys. Yeah, nice work. And what, what, so what was the deal with the girls then? The girls were sub 10 and a half. Um, so John was uh, yeah 9.06, and Faye, he blitzed the bike course. So he's in the swim. It swam 47, bike 4.46. Faye, well, Faye, he, he blitzed the swim. Like yeah. the swim, he was 12 minutes before anybody else. And the bike... Pff, 10 minutes quicker than anybody else. Yeah, but 12 minutes in a swim? Yes, that is a, that is a that's, crush. That's that, that maybe the biggest swim domination we've ever seen. And he's either a relatively speaking crap runner or uh, just oh, cruise look, John, I've got it wrong. He was only what? five minutes in the swim. Some guys are a little bit further back. Okay. But, but uh, anyway, he only ran 3.28 for a 9.06 solid, uh, 9.27 third. And J.D. Palco was uh, third in 9.47 outside the money. On the girls' side of things, um, as you said, it uh, was, a, was a, is a sub 10 and a half. It was uh, to take home the bacon. And one girl took home all the money. Did they, so Both. did they have two lots or was it just... 
I'm pretty sh- pretty sure there's two lots. Oh, great. But whatever. She took home the money and she did 10.27, so she was in by two and a quarter minutes. I wonder if that was motivating her on the run. And her name was? Bronwyn Price Dixon. Nice. Nice swim. 53 minutes, 5.47 on the bike and 3.39 on the run. And then we've got second female here. Polly Crawford was second in 10.43 and Taryn Spates was third in 11.08. Good times, eh? It's good to see like races doing innovation, innovative stuff, and you know that's kind of cool way of doing it from Brian. Keep up the good work, guys. Okay, we also had um, we had the extreme man in uh, Hungary, and we had on the guys' side of things. At, I don't even know which way around these names go. If it's Sabo Italia or Italia Sabo, eight thirty-five, nice. pretty solid. Yes, yeah, pretty quick. Um, Vetai Mikidis was in second in eight forty-three, and third was. Molna Gregor, I reckon that's probably Gregor Molna, uh, 9.02, so pretty fast times over there, and that was on the guy's side of things, girl's side of things, we're on fire with the pronunciations here, but let's just see how we go, and on the girl's side of things, we had a 9.39, pretty impressive time, Gabri- Gabriella Zelinkna, Zel- Zel- and second place, we were Rika Brassi, and third place, Dr. Adrian Krasnai, all from Hungary. We've got an email from um, Rob Lyons. He's saying some quick words about the Anglican that took place in Akroma. The Ang- Anglian, not the oh, Anglican. Anglian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you had to be Anglican to do it. That's, that's the deal. Um, in Akroma, Norfolk, UK on Saturday morning. Please give a big shout out to the race director, Simon, how does that one, Burley? Uh, let me just pull up my notes. Barely. Briley, barely. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Who was a long-time listener of I Am Talk. You have been listed in your nicknames as the Extinguisher. Nice. This is Simon's first pitch at organising an event, and he did a pretty amazing job. Initially, he was hopeful to get 200 competitors to do the event, and he ended up with 50 signing up. Many of us feared that he would cancel the event, but he managed to get 43 of us to the start line, along with seven relay teams and 36 swim competitors. Being a small, but also was also an advantage. My 11.15.50 time wouldn't be enough at any big event to get attention but here it put me in the top third and tenth overall nice in the top yeah good uh, and really made me feel like I was being involved in the race winning time was 10.05 by Stephen Whittington of Rugby Triathlon Club just one minute wow ahead of Ben Bailey whose 10.06 becomes a new club record at the try how is that Anglia Anglia um we don't uh, count honorary member Chrissy Wellington in the club's <laughs> records. <laughs> so, so well done, Simon. Good on you getting out there getting the race and hopefully it gets bigger and bigger as the years progress. Third place, Anthony Guradini, And just not sure if we had any girls in there. We'll just have a quick look. And one other thing you're saying Wellington about... Chrissy Wellington came out of retirement. <laughs> Wendy Staines took uh, that out, but she... And she did 11.26 from Maria Graves, 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 and 11.46, and Heidi Mitchell third in 14.32. He was also saying about the course, pretty funky, but rolling on the bike. Swim was uh, with a current, so the swim times were really fast nice. because you had, had a swim current, and just said it was a, just a nice event. So check that out next year, the Anglian. Okay, John, we've got a few races coming up this weekend. We have indeed, Bevan. Uh, Slovak man, 226. Norse man. Oh, nice. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the Austell man, the Berlin Triathlon XL, and the Shadow man in Ireland. Now, John, I've added something to the show notes that you haven't seen. I deliberately didn't send this to you. Right. John, what I am thinking, that you and I, when I get back from the States, this can be a September project. Yeah. 
you and I, I'm going to download a YouTube clip of an ITU race mm-hmm. and you and I are going to do a commentary. Sweet. Not the whole 40 minutes. We'll maybe yeah, just yeah. do the four minute wrap up yeah. and you and I will do one. Now this here was gold. This was sent through from Jason Juzaski, whatever you say. Juzak. Juzak, yep. And um, he basically said, I want to add to your comments on this week's show about commentators engaging the audience and getting them excited about what is being viewed. Below is a YouTube clip of a downhill mountain bike time trial championship. Now I'm going to play this and it goes for about three minutes, but Come around here so you can see okay. it. Bring you just come. I'll turn my computer around a little bit, and I'll put the mic so you guys can hear it. This is how you comment. <laughs> this is how you make racing commentary exciting. So this is this is Danny Hart's 2011 World Championship winning downhill mountain bike ride at Champery. So it's just loading now. Chambéry, probably. Chambéry. It's in France. Okay, there you go. I don't know how the French work. Chambéry. Chambéry. We're gonna get. Oh. We're gonna get an ad here no, as wait, well. Who's we? the advertising? Well, well, we can skip it in five seconds. Come on, Ed. Come on, YouTube. Who are they advertising? The bad YouTube ad. You've got to try to catch them in the first five seconds. That's that Bruce Willis, wasn't it? I see. Too late. Okay, so listen to this, guys. This is the guy I think might win it this afternoon. Here he is. Danny Hart from the UK. Danny has been showboating all week in practice and looking absolutely pinned. Let's see what the absolute legend himself can do this afternoon. Look at the speed of him, bro. He does a... He doesn't pull up on that corner. I'm going to get too excited. Come on, Danny Hart. Second in time, training some five seconds back. Look, he's nice through that section. He's got He's the only guy we've seen go off that vertical long drop. I would not do that in the West. <laughs> and I had my money on Danny. Yes! Danny Hart is 4.6 seconds off. That is insane. Can he hold it together? He's young, but he has an experienced head. This is a crushing. This is insane. Danny High is 10 seconds up. And look how composed he is. He is just riding within himself. Feet up. Look at the skills he's got, Rob. He's beat up Neil. He's pedaling. He does another pull-off. Danny Hart is something else. He's going to smash it. Danny. He is going to smash it. He loves his job. He's even... Oh, my God. Look at Oh, I'm going to give you a high five by Brett Tippy. Danny Hart is an absolute legend. 
keep, can you keep that up for an hour or two hours, Bevan? Can you keep it up for two hours? I, I probably could, <laughs> me. But this is why we've got to go to short, sharp racing. Because yeah, to be honest, like if you didn't know much about sport and there was boring commentators, it's just a guy riding downhill. Mm. You know what I mean? And, it was a pretty but, cool course, though. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. And downhill mountain biking is pretty exciting to watch, but. You know, those commentators, in the middle of they obviously knew the guy and it was their own kind of local guy mm. um, and they're into it, which, mm. you know, but it's just so much more appealing. And I think that you and I should actually download a clip, yep. do a five-minute clip. And because the thing is, it's almost like when you watch the WTC bloody commentating. WTI to you. ITU, sorry, ITU. Yeah. Is, is, no, because WTC used the voiceover, yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. Whereas the, the ITU guys – not sure they just sound a bit bored you know mm. and i think you and i could do a much better job so maybe you and i will put the challenge on yeah when i get back there'll be our september project we'll download one of those i'll just do a youtube copy and then we'll do an audio file and then we'll put it back up on youtube and then we might get a new job i think we need to go a little bit long uh, yeah i think we need well, you five, do what you five to ten minutes okay because so you find you, you find the clip okay it's your job yeah and then i can download it off youtube and then yep. we'll put our own commentary track over it and you guys can let w ITU, we, that could be our job Oh, it could be. I'd be happy to get into a bit of commentary work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I you want to be good he, because I'm the excitement guy. Exactly. That's why it works. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but oh, no, inside of knowledge. Totally, you, yeah. You, you could totally do but, the but ITU stuff. That's the combo you need. That you need the excitement and the, yeah. the the insider stuff. That's why it works really well when we've had in New Zealand. We've had Chris Gemmell doing stuff before. Yeah. It really gives you that insight. And like with rugby in New Zealand, we have Justin Marshall, and he's great because yeah. he really explains what's going on. So, yep, challenge, game on. Okay, so, so you know, hopefully you enjoyed that. I'll put the clip on YouTube. But you don't really need to do the race. It's the commentary that makes it. I thought that was pretty funky course, though. Oh, those guys are animals, eh? Yeah, yeah, a lot of mud going on there. Oh, man. There's, but he won by 11 seconds at a world championship. If that was, a, as it stood at the end, that is a crushing yeah, victory. Yeah, that, that's pretty phenomenal because the race only went for three minutes, so to win by 11 seconds is yeah. pretty phenomenal. Anyway, oh, I don't know. We've got one more thing. Oh, now, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm putting out a public apology on behalf of Bevan and Barry Siff. Um, oh, it's <laughs> back it up. Uh, you, what have we done wrong? Well, you were claiming last week that people just, you know, they're not entering Ironman Boulder. No, no, no. You were saying it's, it's not going to no, sell I said out. We're not sure what's happened. I just said Barry sent me the first email. I'm mm. not sure what that means. And Barry came back to me mm. and he said it just didn't sell out straight away. Yeah, and it did sell out. It has sold out. It has so, sold out. So you people that thought Bevan, oh yeah, it's not going to sell out. I'm pretty sure people fine. lost a lot of sleep over then, this. Uh, then Bevan, no, but it, it, I think Barry thought like most IMM races in North America is you, mm. you you open the door and bang, it closes. Straight I'm away. still impressed. It sold out though. Oh yeah, yeah, Why? yeah. It's um, there's so many races on now. You ever seen an IMM race in America? Yeah, but anyway, um, good on them. IMM Boulder sold out. Well, sort of charity Barry stuff's available. Siff, Barry Siff's doing some more work for us. So you can't, he's, a, he's our American correspondent. He is. You can't give him a hard yeah, time. I can't. Yeah. Public apology. We're not apologising. <laughs> Sponsor, John. Athlinks.com. Tell me about it. We're, uh, in in uh, the, today's uh, a marathon session, we're going to be going off and interviewing Jackie Fairweather, who used to be Jackie Gallagher. Uh, now, this is for Legends, legends. of Triathlon. She is a legend. Uh, she went through a period where... Aussie men and women just ruled the sport and she was one of those ones uh, had some world championship titles and just uh, awesome athlete so I got, I got in contact with Jackie and um, and I, I usually get Melina to give me a bit of inside stuff he didn't have too much on her and uh, because she was from the 90s you know, quite a few, a few of her results are out there she sends me a reply and we get it all going and she, she, I said oh have you got anything you can flick over in terms of background stuff and she flicks me over a couple of spreadsheets and one has every single race result she's done it wow. was incredible. Uh, who won um, and where she placed, and I can't remember if she had times on there or not. 
she kept a record of every single result. Athletics would be gold for Jackie. Yep. She would absolutely she love it. addicted to it. You're going, right, did this race here, who won, what was the time, to, and she, she did have time differentials, I think. Athletics does it all for you. You don't need to do a bloody spreadsheet anymore. And I know this is the point I always bring up with athletics, but the thing is, is that 20 years from now, you're oh. not going to remember all the races you did. I am so envious that she's got that spreadsheet. I would love to have yeah. a full list of every race that I've done. Yeah, far out, yeah. And, and awesome. it's just that small commitment you make after each race. You jump onto Athlinks. You might have to just, you know, send the website into them, but you send it in, you, you claim your result, and then, you know, it's, it's a history that's there forever. Yeah, I oh, know. It's, um, it's brilliant. So um, Jackie prompted me to get onto that. And, uh, and yeah, if, you, if you're new into this stuff or if you've been going since the internet has been around and all your results up there, I would urge you to get on there and uh, and and just get on it because it's just um, it's fantastic and I would love to go back to 1991 and have a look through my results and where I was at and and also have a look at where people have gone to you know say you might might have finished I don't know 20th and you have a look around the guys that were five places in front of you and, and whether they improved or not so oh, they're still racing yeah you know like 20 years later you know like mm. to be able to see what they're doing and also you could <clears throat> you'd almost see the evolution and devolution of your career because you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you go from that young man yes. who kind of evolves and you know to your kind of your peak moment and then you'll see that downtime and then you know you come back again so yeah it's just a great overview of what you do so athlinks.com guys get on there check it out sign up and put all your races in there Okay, John, we had a discussion of the week last week, and to be honest, it wasn't that popular. It wasn't. No, it didn't really take off like a yeah. like a takeoff thing. Yeah. But I'm going to put it up here. Tell me about it, John. So we had, it was sent in by Gary Hobbs, and he basically went over and did the long distance weekend over in Wales, where they swam on Friday, did a 180k bike, I think it was a sportif in this instance, and then they did the... I think it was the, the Carter for the, the Wales Marathon on the Sunday. So really a case of if you were to go out there and do a weekend like that in a race setting, what, how would your time differ versus what it would be like in an Ironman? Mm, and so good old Gary Fegan came in. He said, uh, swim very little difference, probably around 20 minutes, 20 minutes on the bike and 15 minutes on the run based on my sub-10 Ironman pace. Obviously a lot for a 13-hour-plus racer. Chrissy McKinley says she'd probably be about four and a half hours quicker because she'd go out on the razzle and uh, charge up on Saturday night and probably wouldn't even make the run. <laughs> nice, that's a good call. Oh. Uh, David Manley, that's a great name, isn't it? Um, I'd expect five minutes quicker in, uh, in a very slow swim, as I'm a very slow swimmer and generally go very consistently. I'll conservatively 30 minutes to an hour quicker on the bike. Um, and then I'd expect to go around under five hours in the marathon unless crap transitions too. So I'd be looking around three hours faster than my current IM. Um, Lucy Francis, she actually does this as one of her training sessions. Oh, she nice. calls it a super weekend. She starts on Saturday and does the and finishes up on Monday with the run legs. She's, she hasn't got any times down here, but by the time she gets to Monday, there is some some residual fatigue in the legs from that bike ride. Even Stillwell's got a great question. Uh, swim maybe five minutes, bike circa 20 minutes, run unknown to me. The big change would be in the training, not needing to prepare for nutrition and hydration on the same way and not needing to train for energy conservation totally changes your preparation. Good point. Uh, you haven't done Matt Tench, have you? No. no. I'm pretty much in line with Gary Fegan, except I wouldn't be needing that toilet stop that he that has thwarted my assaults on target times in both Ironmans. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Mark Chapman's got, I don't think that much faster. The main difference would be his transition and the run. 
Uh, last one for me, Tony Hodge. A whole night of rest between each league. OMG, <laughs> what luxury! Other than going flat out, which is a given, assuming you could go at she's assuming you could go at half Ironman pace for the three dis, dis, disciplines. I reckon you could gain an hour over the whole lot. Well, uh, so so many earlys just go go flat out, and also um, Andrew Schaffer said that as well. Jonbo, it is interesting. What do you think? Well, for, for me personally, I'd say swim, definitely a bit of time to gain there, but probably only about three minutes, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, swim's not going to, you're not going to, well, mm. well, nowadays I wouldn't be able to, if I think mm. of my peak time. Mm. So like, 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 oh, you, I don't know, maybe I could get three minutes. Yeah, about, about three. Yeah. Like, that would basically mean you are swimming with me yeah. at, at my pace. Because when, like, when I think I, when I did my 53 swimming road, mm. I wasn't swimming hard. And that was the, that mm. was the surprising thing, because I got out of the water, because I didn't really check my watch in the swim. And I thought, oh, I'll probably swam mid-50s, high-50s, and I saw 53, and I just I, I paced really well, mm. but I wasn't going hard intensity. And so if I were to go flat tech, I don't think you'd gain five minutes, but maybe no. three. Yeah. You know? So I think – and then, again, that's going to vary. And, and it'd have to be in a similar conditions, pack and all the rest of it. And we're talking from our perspective at our speeds. Yeah. As, as Gary alluded to, if you're one of the slow athletes, there's a lot more time to be gained, I think. Bike, I would be uh, – some people have put some pretty ambitious targets here. I would be thinking I can probably only ride maybe 10 minutes, maximum 15 quicker. <laughs> well, I did the analysis, and I'm thinking, right, you, know, you and I, ballpark, say at a Taupo course – we're about five hours, f- five hours. Yep. and the, for us that's averaging 36k an hour to do yeah. a five hour ride if we drop down to uh, say 445 15 minutes it's averaging 39.25k's an hour wow that's pretty fast I'm not so, saying it's impossible but really, I'm it's only 3k for 15 minutes are you sure you got that right yeah wow well, well four, um, four, and, four and a half is averaging 40k's an hour so anyway so <laughs> so what I'm saying is I reckon only 15 minutes I think more than 15 yeah yeah because you do ride conservatively you do save yourself you don't quite exponential though that curve goes quite exponential when you start getting above 36 you know difference between 33 yeah, and 36 the, the, the yeah, versus 36 and 39 is quite significant I think maybe closer to 20 I, I would have thought 30 to be honest but um, but yeah, who knows? Run wise, I think it's a different beast because everyone's saying go flat out. Well, you go flat out a marathon, you're going to kill yourself. So yeah. it's going to be twenty minutes. Oh, I was 20. Picking, I was picking about fifteen, but top end for me twenty. Yeah. I'm thinking three hour marathon. See, I've never two, done two. the three hour marathon. So if I had, if I'd ever done my perfect Ironman race, you I should have got three hours. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, I'm so thinking, about four twenty through two twenty, two forty. Sorry, yeah, two 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 forty still gunning it. Two two forty five. I was picking. Oh, about I suppose if you're going third day of racing, yeah, got to add that into it. So for me, I was looking at uh, yeah, probably a maximum of about thirty minutes, around about thirty minutes quicker. See, for me, I've gone about forty five. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you'll take me down. I'll take you down finally. It's not happening nowadays. I put it that way. Anyway, guys, we're going to come. Tim Hemming sent through this one. He's got proposed discussion of the week. Um, what should you receive for winning a triathlon? This lad wins a pig. So he sent through an article from. Uh, Triathlete European Competitor dot com. Jeez, that's a big name for a website, isn't it? Well, it's Triathlete Magazine in yeah, I know, but Europe. It's, it's not an easy name to remember. Yeah. Um, winners, he won a pig, basically. Yeah. So, basically, the question is, what um, what do you think would is, is a funky prize, and maybe what are some of the gimmicky prizes you've seen people win in terms of uh, triathlon races? I would around love the world? to win. Have you had a pig on a spit? Uh, yes, I think so. Oh, yeah. that's good way to eat meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah pick on a spit. Yeah. One of my mates, twenty first, he had one. Yeah, and oh, it was so good. And that was when I was drinking too. So when yeah. you drink and you're drunk as, because food's better when you're drunk, isn't beer it? Beer and meat. Beer and meat. <laughs> 
Do you do, you do the, like the dirty KFC after a big night on the town? No. Do you not? No. Do you not get like? Oh, I used to, but yeah. You know, when you when you really body's drunk, a, body's a temple. Bit, yeah, right? but come on, the one time a year you get really drunk because Coney got really drunk, didn't you? Uh, I can't remember this year. I don't think we could be yeah, with Belinda. Um. Jeez, that's how, that's how good my memory is. No, Belinda got really drunk. I had to go and look after her. Oh, so you didn't get that drunk? No, I didn't. So you don't get the big the big feed at the end of it? Oh, I don't get on the razzle that much, Bevan. We're old now. We're crusty. <laughs> Our time is gone. I said to Joe that when we were in the States, we should get drunk together. She goes, I'll just end up having to look after you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, Willie's not. <laughs> okay, so the discussion is... Um, cool prizes. What do, what do you think is a, some cool prizes? And probably more importantly, though, what are some of the funky prizes you've seen people get? Like a pig. Yeah, like a pig. Okay, guys, sponsor. SLS. Now, guys, um, if you want to get an IM Talk tri suit, SLS is the place because they've got the IM Talk race gear. You've got a two piece, you've got a one piece. If you've got an Ironman coming up or you've got any late season races coming up, or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and you want to look stylish this summer, racing the same gear as me, uh, then get yourself some, some IM Talk gear. Go you to could e- be a twin like John. You could. Yeah. And, and they've got a special discounted price on there. So you go to um, slstry.com and just go into the tri suits or whatever. And basically, they have it all listed there. If you've got any questions about it, just pop them a note. But uh, we want to see more people racing in IM Talk tri suits. Well, I think the thing is, is you just look like a triathlete when you've got a tri suit on. You do. You don't look like a cyclist, mm. you know, with a funny top on. You mm. look like a triathlete. Yeah, yeah. You can wear it the whole race. You can. You know, you look cool. Got nice little pockets in there. You got pockets? Yeah, got a little front zipper there to get a little bit of. Uh, we, we had a question, and I can't, I can't remember who it was, uh, asking about. Front pockets. Front zip, sorry, did oh, I say zip? Pockets? Yeah. Front zip to keep you cool. Somebody was asking if I've done the uh, the full body wax before. I think somebody emailed that. That's a question at the end, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay, we'll cover yeah, that at the, the end. It's at the end, yeah. Okay. yeah it's yeah. coming through from anyway, uh, got the Got the zipper on the front and uh, pockets on the back. So check it out, SLS Try. Also, um, when you're on there, if, 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 if it's the time of the year which is gift giving for you, if you've got some presents that need to be done for a triathlete, they do have gift certificates for oh, SLS Try. Nice. So um, you, just, you just get on but there. But the problem is, guys, is that you want the gear but your partner doesn't know about it so you just leave the weird side open mm. you know you know, you mm. just leave on the computer at home you just go leave that you know slstrygiftcertificates.com and then uh, you just kind of have that website open so when your partner walks in the room they go oh Oh, maybe and that's maybe, what maybe, and maybe even just put a little post-it note on your computer to yeah, show, to just yeah. drop it. I like this. Yeah, I like this. And then that way you'll get the gift certificate. You can buy what you want. You don't get those undies that you get every year, especially mm-hmm. for the men. Mm-hmm. And because uh, it's my birthday when we're in the states, and Joe goes to me the other day, "What do you want for your birthday?" Socks. Well, I don't. I don't want anything, John. Mm. I've, I've got. Oh, I know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, socks. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so gift certificate. It's a good idea. Anyway, guys, uh, that's so check out SLS Try and slstry.com. Remember the code IMTALK and you get yourself a nice healthy discount. So check it out. John, I'm going to put some music on. It's, it's, it's going to be good music because it's bringing up history. Yep. Here's some history music, guys. History lesson. Yes. 
Bevan, pretty dramatic music, wasn't it? And it was. You're probably not going to know too much about this one, <laughs> so you can uh, you can pipe away with questions. Just really leave for a while, yeah. No, no, pop up with some questions, oh, okay, and, okay, I, and, okay, I'll, okay. and I'll do my best. Okay, I'll but, do the interview style. Um, well, no, I'll, I'll give a bit of an intro first. So the, what I'm really looking at here is, is Powerman Zoffingen or the Zoffingen Duathlon. The reason this came up, I, I was taking a wind trainer session the other day for a, for the tri club, and said to one of the guys, "Oh, yeah, what are you what are you building up for? You got anything coming up?" And he says, "Oh, I'm going to um, world long just a world duathlon champs." And I said, "Oh, they're in." Um, they're in Canada, aren't they? And he said, no, no, I'm doing long-distance ones in Switzerland. I said, oh, it's not as often good, is it? And he, and he said, yep. And I said, right, you need to be doing some different training, buddy. You need to be running up and down the Port Hills uh, continuously for bloody what was he six, doing? six, seven hours. I'm not sure what he's doing, but I was just giving him some, some general tips because the Zoffingen Duathlon was established basically to to be the Hawaii of the Duathlon world. And we often talk about, right, what's it going to take to get Ironman, this amazing coverage, you know, the million dollar prize purse sort of thing. Yeah. And this is really what this event did. They 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 put up this massive prize money and back in the day, in the in the 90s, they got a stellar field and it got some really good coverage. Mark Allen went and did it, Scott Molina went and did it, Aaron Baker. It was the business. And what kind of prize money were they putting out? So I asked Molina that question because I didn't couldn't quite remember. And he was saying to me that uh, it was approximately $200,000 US and we're talking 200000 in 19, say 91. Wow. That's yeah, a lot yeah. of money yeah, now. We don't even get that nowadays. No, that's that's a lot. And so the way it worked was you'd get um, around about $25,000 for the win, but they also did a handicap start. And oh, so the woman went off before men. So was everyone racing each other? Uh, no, it was, it was men versus women, pro men versus pro women. So the woman might have got like a 50 minute head start, for yep. example. So first across the line got an extra bonus, which was usually about 15,000. So Scott won it in 91, and he thinks he got around about 40,000 US really? for that in, in 1991. And wow. so it, Mark Allen won it quite a few times. Kenny Souza, who we've got to get on Legends one day because he was a, a, a Jewish legend. No, not Kenny Souza. No, no, no. Because these guys are renowned for the glasses, eh? <laughs> and the mullet, the yeah. massive mullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, but they also um, took it to the next level in terms of they paid appearance money, travel um, expenses, got, gave out some amazing gifts. Scott was saying that Aaron got this uh, incredible Swiss watch one year, and so it was proper money. It was it was a big time. So, so what happened to it then? So it is still going, but that's why I really wanted to highlight it because it has lost quite a bit of its gloss, and and. And firstly, the money was one thing, but it was an insanely difficult course as well. Really? So you started off with a 10-kilometre run. <coughs> Excuse me. And then you had a 150k bike ride, which is basically up and down mountains. Very, very challenging. Yep. And then you had another 30k run, which from memory, it was basically like a staircase climb up. You turn around and a bit of a staircase climb down. So an absolute gut-busting second run. And so it had the uniqueness about being a really challenging course. And that these days we've got a lot of, you know, Norseman's on this weekend. We've got some other unique ones. So it doesn't stand alone like that any longer. But in its day, massive money, amazing course. And I think the reason it really took off is you've got to give some, it sometimes only takes one or two people. And they had a guy called Urs Lindsay, who was a young aspiring bank director from Zurich, who was sent to Zoffingen at the time to whip up the local uh, Swiss Credit Institution. And he really got this 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 event going along with Bruno Infield. So they you know it took probably a guy who's got the money to bring the, the the clout to the race, give it some proper profile, give it some proper money, and then probably I'm assuming Bruno was maybe the guy that that really uh, that really put the event on. So it started in 1989. They're coming up this year. It's going to be the World Long Distance Champs, and it's their 25th anniversary. So 
It's also had the likes of Benny Van Stalent, uh, the late Benny Van Stalent, take it out. Natasha Badman was from also from that area, and that's really what got her into the event. The great Swiss man Olivier Bernard won it um, multiple times. You had Paul and Newby Fraser take it out. So really. In its day, it was uh, it was one of the biggies. On the website, they're saying that it's almost like the Olympics hurt them a little bit because it, once the Olympics came along, a lot of the athletes didn't really like they shifted their focus away from this type of racing, and uh, that it was harder for them to actually get those athletes to you know those real high high profile athletes to turn up. And, and I think probably the money dried up a bit, but also there's just so many more events you know these days. Back in back in the in the nineties, you know. Um, there was there was a lot less events, and so we, we do you know the pro- total prize purse these days in terms of all the events is massively more and compared to what it was back then. But back in the nineties, you know, you had Kona, you obviously had your USAT series, and you had then a spattering of other races, and this was one of the ones that, as I said, you got a lot of the big names there. And I do remember that I think the year, I'm not sure how many times Erin Baker won it, but the one time that I do remember she definitely won it, she was she. Sp- banked a lot of the guys really i think she might have finished like eighth or seventh or eighth overall she just absolutely crushed it's the kind of course where you can go out solo just go bananas and if a pack's formed behind you it doesn't matter it's just a hard-ass course so yeah i just wanted to give a bit of a love to it it's got long distance world champs has lost quite a bit of its um gloss over the you know as we've gone past 2000, but in the 90s, this was the business. The races this year is on the 7th of and 8th of September, mm. uh, so it's about a, about a month away from now. So, um, yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Of all the iconic races, not many have survived, have they? Kona? Yep. Was it Road? Mm-hmm. You got Nice, but it's not really the same thing. No, it's not the it's not the it's not the Nice that it that it was. Yeah, it's, it's still yeah. there, but it's, yeah. you know, I don't think anyone talks about Nice in the way it's no. just now I'm in France, isn't it? Mm. And so, whatever race is it? This, yeah, but not again to the same level. Yeah, and then then there's there's a few like Ember Man still that just doesn't get the PR. It's still on, it's still an amazing race, but it doesn't have the PR of these other ones. But I think the ones you've identified are, are the key ones. And and we don't have, I mean, they're developing the big four in terms of, you know, Kona, Melbourne, Frankfurt, yeah. and uh, the, 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 four, the poor fourth cousin, which is going to be the North American Championships, which is never going to take off if they have yeah, the, if year, the, yeah. the date that they have. Um, but those races, are, they're never going to have this, the, the history that, say, an event like this or a Kona would have because... Or will they, you know, because over time, 10 years from now, maybe Melbourne will be, you know, we'll have some really close races and we'll look back on it and, you know, Mm. history takes a bit of time, but yeah, who knows, but it's just interesting. In some ways it's sad, but then in some ways it's just the evolution of the sport. So Mm. like it's, um, you know, but it'd be, I I think it'd be great if they could still pull, imagine if they had a Kona field doing this race. Oh yeah. You know, because it's something different. Yeah. You know, and it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Goodness, I wonder how long it takes to recover from this race. So it's uh, it's, it's a really tough day. Erica Chomor has, has, has won it quite a few times as well. So just a tough-ass race and really deserve a bit of respect for, for the way that they really kicked some butt in the in the 90s and great to see the world long distance champs so if you ever want a really tough challenge uh go check it out and an incredibly scenic you know the pictures on the website are, are awesome and uh yeah check 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 it out here you guys i'm gonna put some more music on Website of the week. Okay, Jombo, so we've got a website of the week here because that's how we roll and it was sent through from Carl Haynes. I wanted to let you guys know we have recently launched www.trizonewoman.com. This site is being edited by Chrissy Sims, 
Pro currently on her way back from injury, and she is kicking ass with it. It is a global site, and after two weeks, we are getting some awesome feedback, and Chrissy is getting some great interviews. Check it out if you can, and give us a shout out on the show anytime, and let us know if you've got any questions. So the, the website is trywoman.com, and we're seeing a few of these pop up, aren't we? We are, it's, it's, it's obviously a bit more focused on the female athletes, and uh, and uh, I'm just pulling up the website right now. So Chrissy Sim is 28 years old, 174 centimetres high. She's an Australian, <laughs> and uh, she, yeah, her name does come up. John regularly. does stalk her. She, yeah. <laughs> just, just for the record, she finished uh, ninth at the 70.3 World Champs. She's won 70.3 Cancun in racing, uh, and she's been second at Ironman Australia, Western Australia, and three times Australian National Adventure Racing Series champion. So I do, we do certainly do see her name popping up from from time to time, and the way they've really struck. Actually, this um, this website is I've got up the top. You got she rocks, she races, she knows my energy. She asks, but but as um, as was pointed out, you know she's got some really good interviews there with um, with a number of the top girls. Meredith Kessler, Meredith Kessler does a lot of interviews. She's she's awesome at you know yeah, she was get, great she getting was here, she? getting a profile for herself, and then some really good women specific stuff um, in terms of you know women's health related things and uh, and specific women's type training thing so I think it's it's, it's a nice addition for them mm, mm. so wait a second is that her website no it's not her website it's womantrizone.com so I think over time she's just the editor so obviously they've got lots of different contributors to the website mm. Mm. and um, just a, a focus on the girls and I think these days the girls do get a, a fair suck of the salve um, <laughs> that's a bad oh that's a bad <laughs> that's a bad t- <laughs> <laughs> that's <a shocking> <laughs> <laughs> I did a bevan I didn't think before I speak. <laughs> Fair suck of the sand, though. That's a, that's a fairly common Kiwi term. Back me up here. Have you not? Fear suck of the sand. That's a great one. Pull it out. Add it to your Add it to your repertoire. Oh, you made my day. <laughs> Dominate the dojo, fear suck the sav, just get it in there. So, 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 so maybe two minutes another way. Okay. <laughs> get lots of attention. Woman, I think these days, and, and eat rightly so, is um, I, I certainly don't believe maybe that. I don't know what a sav is. A, a it's like a sausage. <laughs> Which makes it even worse. <laughs> maybe they didn't need to know that. Uh, <laughs> Heather Wirtle wins uh, Canada 70.3 again. No, it's no serious tone there. Good. Yeah, so I mean, I certainly am not under the impression that women get 50% of the media coverage uh, versus the guys, but relative to other sports, I think the girls get um, get a fair suck of the staff. But anyway, but I, but I still think there's the, these types of websites. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of your best calls ever on the show. <laughs> the women get a fear sucker this year. There you go. Oh, it's good times. Yeah, no, this is a good website. And women are getting plenty more attention, which is good. And they can get good name for themselves. And someone like Meredith Kessler, who is who gets the game, gets mm. the, you know, gets it. You know what? My job is to get my name out there so I can get more sponsorship money, I can get more exposure, you know, and which helps me get more money and which makes me a better athlete. So, you know, and sites like Trizone, woman, a woman Trizone.com. Co.au is definitely a place where you can go to kind of, 
you know, get that exposure to those people, but also learn about how to be a better triathlete. So, so check review, it out. They review a few products in here, and you know, like women specific products, which is uh, which is cool. And uh, yeah, just having a chat with a lot of the, the you know the, the, the great girls out there. What's under She Rocks, Bevan? She Rocks. She Rocks is. You got Camilla Peterson celebrating an Ironman victory at Frankfurt. So it's like a results based area. You got a bit of an interview there with Cat uh, Morrison and uh, Belinda Granger's up there. So yeah, just. Um, Good stuff. Get the girls a bit more profile, which is good. There we go. Okay, John, uh, next up we're going to say recipe of the week. Do you want music? No, I don't worry. Recipe of the week. So you're talking about birthday presents. Uh, oh, did you get the book, did you? I got Jamie Oliver's 15-minute Oh, when is your birthday? July. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. I don't yeah. know it's your birthday. Yeah. What date's your birthday? 6th of July. Oh. Yeah, been and gone. Oh, that's disappointing. I would have bought you a present. Sure you would. I would have bought you Jamie Oliver's 15-minute meals. What did you get for your birthday? Jamie Oliver's 15-minute oh, meals. Could have sold it on trade. It's a good book because Sean, I think I told you this, but one night we went around to Porno's house and uh, Joe and Porno, I, I had no interest in cooking, mm-hmm. but they made one of the meals. Mm-hmm. They did it. and they. they, did, they did you through. have the stopwatch going? They did. I think they were a little bit over 15. Uh, so was I. Yeah. So we went down to, the, the, to be honest, Steph, Sean's wife and I, we just sat around and played games. We played mm-hmm. um, backgammon and she beat me. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty, no, it was... Yeah, backgammon. I'm pretty good at backgammon. Mm-hmm. She beat me twice. I wasn't happy. And uh, we were playing backgammon, and they went out. They sorted out the, the ingredients. They went mm-hmm. to the supermarket, got some food, mm-hmm. come back, started the watch, mm-hmm. put on a meal. And I have to say, it was an amazing meal. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because they had like the drink. Like it was the whole. Yep. It was the whole kitten shaboos. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Porno was actually at the duathlon the weekend and wearing the uh, collector's edition Iron Man Talk jersey. Oh, nice! He's classic. Yes, and uh, I think he improved his time from race one, which was, which he I don't think he claimed was going to be particularly challenging to beat his first performance. He said, "Funny, if you do a bit of training, you actually it's go amazing a bit quicker." That training works, eh? So, just one of the recipes. Uh, when we, we actually got a web link up here, it doesn't even come out of his. So, um, what is he? And you get it for free on the white website? Why don't you just go to the website? It's nice to have a book in front of you. It is nice. I hate cooking with the laptop in front of me. Which I do from time to time. I don't it's like the way it. of the future, isn't it? You yeah, have an it iPad, won't you? Yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah. Anyway, um, awesome recipe for you. Falafel. Uh, I, I'm just talking about falafel. They've got here falafel wraps with grilled veg mm, salsa. Looks pretty good. Falafel is. Um, when, uh, do you have much falafel or not? We have. Well, we have wraps. No, not falafel. No, but Fal- I have a lot falafel's of wraps. Falafel's awesome, but the supermarket stuff, falafel stuff can can dry it's out quite quickly. Well, I find it really fatty as well. Lots of oil. Oh, you know, I don't. I don't deep fry my falafel. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just fry it with okay. just a little bit of oil. But Jamie Oliver's falafel is fantastic. It's, and it's really quick and easy. It's just a tin of mixed beans, a tin of chickpeas, some lemon. Uh, they used harissa. I didn't use that because it was a bit spicy for the kids. Bit of allspice, bit of uh, flour, just a little bit of flour. You know what, we'll give and a some coriander. <laughs> and you just chuck it in your blender. Boom. Away you go. Fry it up. Fried up. Yep. Just making them into patties, and it's really nice and soft and uh, moist compared to the dryness you might get from the supermarket stuff. Really quick, really easy, really healthy. So, what did you make for your fifteen-minute meal? Was it the falafels? The falafels, and then because um, it's a whole meal, isn't it? It's not just like one one setting. It's like th- yeah, the falafel took me fifteen, good fifteen minutes or so okay. to make. How, yeah, but how it many was minutes? Pretty. What did I do? I have a feeling it took me twenty-two because I did get the stopwatch going. Yeah. But I did just chuckle that in the blender, so I must have done something else. Mm, mm, but anyway, it's a good one, so check it out. We'll have a link on there to and, Jamie. Uh, and, uh, for, from my one experience of the book, it, it is a book worth getting, isn't it? There's a lot of meaty stuff in there. It's got which, a is great. which is not so good. It has got a small vegetarian section. We've had a couple of things out of there, but it is uh, it is a lot of meat. Jamie Oliver's big on on the meat, and uh, but still, it's good stuff. It's good. I'm not going there. I'm not being <laughs> immature today because we've already been pretty immature. We, you were something about Sevs. Um Extreme Endurance John sponsor time. We got a great email through from this week, and who was it? 
from? You haven't got the person's Oh, I don't know name. if the person wanted uh, to be named and uh, not shamed because she, she gave away a bit of personal information there at the end and I wasn't sure if she wanted her name mentioned or oh, not. Okay, so well, if you want your name mentioned, next week we will. But it was basically saying, long time listener of the show, I thought I would give you some feedback on one of your sponsors. I am... I confess, an anxious person and I have some very stressful job. The combination is not good for my immune system and I find it hard to fight infection. This is particularly true when I am training hard for an event. I have lost count of the number of training schedules which have had to be changed or thrown out entirely due to me becoming ill. I have tried many different supplements, but none have resolved the problem until now. I started taking extreme immunity boosts last autumn. Despite training hard all winter, I was not ill. Occasionally, I feel like I might have been catching something, but it passes and no longer develops into the flu, cold, etc. The next bit of information may be too much information, but I'll share it anyway. Due to my inability to fight infection, I tend to suffer from boils on my back where sweaty rub kits rub. Oh no, it's got to be horrible. No longer. Since taking the supplement, my system is stronger and fights any invaders. Genuinely, this product has improved my life. I am fit, well, and beautiful again. And that's because this is a hard one for us to evaluate because um, neither of us have really been taking it. No, and uh, no. I mean, I'm a big believer in the extreme endurance extreme endurance product but the immunity boosts haven't been taking and really been this sort of feedback is fantastic for us because uh, yeah it just gives a bit and, of and I'll be honest it's probably not the kind of product I would take because I, I seem to be one of those people who doesn't mm. suffer from these types of things but if you are that person <clears throat> who just finds you know all winter you, know, you, you just suffer through those cold seasons or you, you're just susceptible or maybe you've got young kids around because mm. when you've got young kids you know you you're going to get more flus because your kids pick up everything from school and mm-hmm. kindy and stuff like that. And so if you are one of those people who are just a little bit more susceptible to those types of you know flus and stuff, well, this could be a really good option. And it sounds like from this listener here, it's been a real success for them. Exactly. And imagine, imagine if you're someone who's just always gets sick and you know you can't train well because you get sick, you miss sessions, mm. you may even have to pull out of races because you're sick, mm. to then find something like Extreme Immunity Boost and put that into your day and, and to find it works again that'd be so liberating wouldn't it totally so yeah. check it out xendurance.com um, they've also got their other distributors around the world and remember to use the code IAMTALK5 and you get five bucks off your order so check it out okay Jumbo questions mm, and answers and this one's here from James Thomas and he's calling himself the exploding snail you can't get it James we, we've still got to do your nickname I know that um, oh you haven't we, he's meant to give, we're meant to give him one we, he's on the list of nicknames too. you can't do. give him a hard time because he's donated I know, I'm not giving him a hard time. But you're saying don't give yourself a nickname? Yeah, you can suggest nicknames, but we're probably not going to listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thank you for donating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm catching up on the show that you did with Paul Larson and the float bottle. The flow bottle, oh, flow, Sorry, flow bottle. Um, in the show, after you, that, you are discussing running with your zipper down and your tri-suit uh, and how much cooler you feel. Well, I was wondering, have you ever shaved or trimmed your chest wig at all and did it or does it make a difference? So he's obviously not directing this at me because look, John. Mm. Yeah, there's not a lot going on there. I've got about 10 nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. starting to get yeah. it. But from a distance, you can start to see it in the mirror. No, you can't. Oh, from the mirror. It's like, look, you can, yeah. can you see it? How'd you get that scar? <laughs> or do we not want to know? I don't know. I, I was walking, I was, I was getting out of bed in the morning one morning. Yeah. And this is, only, this is only about a year ago. We're getting out of bed and it's always dark. And I normally yeah. use my iPhone, but I don't know reason. There's a lot of torch, but just use the screen to kind of navigate yeah. my own. And uh, and I tripped over my bag, which was beside my bed, and fell yeah. into the <laughs> fell into the bloody the drawers. Oh, so no. I knocked myself out. <laughs> I smashed myself. The next thing I know, Joe's over the top of me. You're right. And it wasn't good. So it's a pretty good scar, isn't it? It's a good one. Yeah. But can you see my hairs? No. 
Mm. No. Because I want his, John. Wow. My nipples are starting to get some hairs. Look at that. Showing John my nipples. Great. (laughs) Really great stuff. (laughs) But he's basically asking John, like you, John, he has a bit of a Sean Connery chest. And he was wondering if reduction in coverage, you know, does that actually help the heat? Well, I've only tried this once before and it was a pretty comical experience. So I got my chest waxed when we were in France. You waxed it? Well, I didn't wax it. Some poor lady in France. I may have told the story before, but... Why did you wax it? Well... It was suggested to me. Now, let's, put, this, let's just put some, 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 some direction around us. John is a beer. Yeah. There's a lot of It's hair. only really chest butt, isn't it? Do you have a your back? There's a reason for that. Oh, do you do your back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. get the back done. <laughs> okay. And um, so I've got a hairy chest. Paul, Amy, when we, were, we had a team in France. It was me and Paul and um, Bevan Doherty and a couple of other guys there. And, and that, I don't know how it came up, but they, 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 they thought I'd go a lot quicker with a, with a hairless <laughs> chest. And I was young and we, we were probably... 20, 21 or so, 21, 22 at the time. So you had hairy chest at 21? Yeah, yeah. I'm 36 and I'm just starting yeah, to spur out. Probably wasn't quite as hairy. It, was, it would have been up there, yeah. but it was, uh, anyway, when we got it done, these poor French girls, um, I had to go back the second day because I couldn't do the, the, the whole oh, thing. Really? because uh, And, was and I was bleeding and stuff like that because it was uh, it was pretty fun. And it was the middle of summer, it was hot, and I was just like sweating up a storm and these poor girls were just hurt? like, oh, it hurt a lot. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, but I can't remember how much difference it made. I know when I did, uh, I did my head a couple of times when I just had the, the, the number one or even yep. might have shaved my head I think when we we're in um in Flagstaff and that and that made a really nice difference in terms of uh, keeping a lot cooler it does make a bit of sense doesn't it like obviously mm. your chest is probably a bit warmer than my chest mm. but I don't know if it's worth the pain the, the game but I would say definitely would uh endorse what I was doing with, with the unzipping that made quite a significant difference uh when it's I was racing urine, isn't it? and same when we we're out on the bike I still can't believe that when we go out riding with the full zips hardly any of the guys unzip I'm just like first thing I do within very short period of time is full unzip and it makes a massive difference. John, it's killing your aerodynamics. Wind resistance. (laughs) It makes a big difference. So don't know if I'd endorse the the, the waxing. If anybody else has done it, don't, whatever you do, don't shave your chest. It just grows back too quickly and then you get lots of those ingrown bad boys and it just ends up messy. That is a a downfall. When you wax your legs and stuff, you get a little bit of regrowth coming back and then you can get rid of it. But with the chest, you've got to wait long enough to get the yeah. Get it off, and it's. I, I don't, I, I don't think it'll be worth it. I don't think it'll be worth it. Okay, Ola sent through um, an email. Oh, yeah, let's last one. Schweidler. Schweidler. Ola Schweidler sent through. How much swimming frequency per week or lengths of sessions should I be doing in the last four weeks of my Ironman training? This will be my first Ironman, and there is is there any problem with keeping the volume up leading up to race week? So I think a lot of people get carried away with swimming, especially if they're involved in like masters programs, and they just because they have obviously, they have swim coaches there, they're just obsessed with doing five k sessions all the time and, and things like that. And, and it's the same with some of the guys that I coach. You know, they're coached by by swimmers, ex swimmers, and they're just smashing five k's every day. It's just smashing it. Yeah. I'm just like far out, man. So uh, just as some general advice for Ironman athletes, if you're in that Ironman build phase, you know, say the last eight weeks strongly encourage you to do one big distance session per week doesn't need to be a hard session and it's a continuous swim a bit of a mixture you know an an endurance workout with some intensity in there but you don't need to get out of it and being smashed so i'm talking swimming longer than the iron distance um so you're swimming 4k to 4 to 5k depending on on your ability but you definitely need to be having one distance workout in there for your your sessions but as far as i'm concerned for your other swims doing sort of 3k workouts is is perfectly adequate so four times a week is is plenty three is enough um, but four is better than three and but i'd be saying one big distance 
distance session and then a couple of other sessions in there to, to supplement that. Yes, some intensity is, is, is going to help your swimming coming along. If you find that swimming really smokes you, then I think you're probably better off saving some of that energy and putting it into the, the, the other workouts. So keeping the intensity down a bit. So if, if, I, if I put myself in the shoes of a middle-of-the-pack Ironman athlete, I'm probably going to be looking at three swims, one big long endurance one, one with, uh, with some intensity in there, some, some speed work in there, and one sort of fairly steady state swim that may well be part of a swim bike run session, and that would, that would do it. I, I discourage people from going along to Masters is fantastic and you get some good hard workouts in there but it takes a lot of energy out of you if you do three hard Masters sessions per week that takes a lot of energy out of you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there how much speed would you lose if you weren't that committed oh, I don't I, I, I don't think you lo- lose a lot I just think you need that one endurance session it's, it's I think just about maintenance in the last period isn't it? it it is but it's also you know again for the middle of the packer it's about not coming out of the swim too tired and if you're a couple of minutes he- here or there don't think you know that's not going to affect your overall race time what can affect you is if you get really lazy and do bugger all swimming in that last period the swim um, is going to take more energy out of you just to get through it and that's going to impact you later in the day so I think you just need to be swim fit you don't necessarily need to be swim fast We've got an email from Lara, and she's saying, um, I got this this morning, I checked on the show notes, I'm not really sure. Basically, what she's saying is... Um, she's competing in the Club Na- Relay National Championships in Nottingham. We've had quite a few numbers drop out of teams, so we have some free slots. If you're UK-based athletes who would like to get a little team spirit action, check it out. Um, you can Twitter her at, at L. Uh, L-E-G-A-N-G-L-E-S, yep. League Angels. League Angels yeah. and so I'm not quite sure if this is the, the road relay championships in Nottingham because I've, I've done that before I don't know if it was in Nottingham I think it was actually uh, so it's a, it's a running race or whether this is a triathlon race American correspondent's job yes Barry Surf he's in the news John he is it's Barry's bringing back the 5430 I thought he sold it well, he's bringing it back. Maybe that little period of has <laughs> up. He goes, oh, well, let's open this door open again. So we'll put a, put a link on there, but Barry, Barry is back. What is it? What is it? Well, he's, he's going to be putting on some events, and it hasn't been clarified. I'm waiting for Barry to come back to me with some, some info on and stuff, and we'll give him a plug there because we love people that support the show. It's really but, nice. But There's lots of people getting loving feedback. It's got If you go down to the comments in this piece you sent through, it's got no one knows how to put on an event like you, Barry. Well, wherever you put races on next year, I'll be there. You and Jody have always been the best. When I saw you in the Boulder Series next year, didn't have the sprint. I was hoping someone would step in to fill the void. So glad it's you. So, so it's five four three zero sports dot com. They haven't got the events up there yet, but he's going to be bringing some events back to the, I would imagine, the Boulder area. Good old Perry. <laughs> okay, Jumbo. So sponsors, a sponsor. Sponsor coffeesofhawaii.com. Yes. What are we talking about today, Jumbo? We are talking about maybe we've talked a lot about the coffee and the tea, but if you want to get yourself some funky little accessories, they've got the Bodum Fresh Press, a uh, fresh press in there. So if you They're want to be doing any, any any of the uh, the plunger coffee, Bodum is sort of the the that's the, the leading name in terms of uh, the, the 
the, the press sort of things, the plungers. So, you can, but what's cool about it? It's got the little coffees of Hawaii insignia on there, so it makes you look sophisticated and funky. Oh. So you could turn up. Somebody turns up for a coffee at your place. You pull out the the plunger with coffees of Hawaii on it. They got a little cup and saucer, coffees of Hawaii. It'll add to the experience. Well, John, obviously, because our listeners, we've actually done market research on our listeners, and it's been well proven that we're the most intelligent listeners in the world mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Our, based on our market research. And it mm-hmm. says this is a simple design and process for sophisticated taste. Nice. And because we're the most intelligent listeners in the world mm-hmm. of any podcast or radio show or TV show, mm-hmm. obviously we're going to like this because we're sophisticated. Exactly. Rehearsal dinner or wedding dinner, nothing says like light, fresh-pressed coffee at each guest's table. So check it out, coffeesofwire.com. If you want any of the promo codes, We've go... got a video, John, of how to make it. Go go via imtalk.me. He's not got a video of how to make it, John. Where's the video on how oh, to make it? Oh, yep. It's it's Bodum new French press coffee. There you go. It's over here. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Some Very good. Up, okay, nice. I won't play it because... So Broden's a brand, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously you know, just put the uh, the Coffees of Hawaii logo on it and it uh, looks funky. Do you like press coffee? Uh, yep. yep. Bit of everything. Bit of everything for news. Bit of everything. Bit of everything. Anything else? Got to give just um, Training Peaks a little bit of love uh, as well. If you haven't got a Training Peaks account, if you're using any sort of GPS or power meter or anything like that, you want to get on it and just make sure you go via imtalk.me, either clicking on the, the, the Training Peaks link there because then they know that you've come via that way. And also, if you are a Training Peaks user or you're going to be a new one and you're going to go for the paid version, make sure you use the imtalk code. That way, they, again, they know and it's also in your interest, gives you a 15% discount. Saves you money. Saves you money. Um, and the more that I'm using Training Peaks in a coaching capacity is uh, the paid version becomes more and more attractive all the time. If you're on power, you, you probably should upgrade to the power thing. And the, the, the paid version, there's so much more ways you, you can, can look at it. Yeah. Because in the past, I haven't really looked at what the free account is. And now I've got my own free account because I have to do that for Project 14 because I have to have two accounts going at once. And I sort of see the limitations of the free one. And if you've got power, you need to be you need to be stumping up to 10 bucks And what are you paying for a year? It's, I think it's 10 bucks a month. Oh, wow. It's nothing. Yeah. Less okay. 15% discount. Okay, guys. So Coffees of Hawaii and Trendy Pinks. So sponsors are? Extreme Endurance. Um, a Moon Boost. A Moon. A Moon Boost. <laughs> SLS Try. Uh, you Look Cool. And Athlinks.com. And um, Results Forever. Yes. Also Coffees of Hawaii. Get a press and Trendy Pinks. They rock. Okay, John, what's your goss? What's my goss? Had uh, JD Duathlon number two at the weekend. Was what's, this, what's this three minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Oh, that was my t- times for my uh, predicted Ironman. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, JD, I saw some photos on the internet. Glorious day. Far oh, you couldn't out, have man. got better. This weekend was amazing, wasn't it? It was 18 degrees, guys. You overseas, you must be jealous. Yeah. <laughs> 18 uh, degrees. Awesome. But it was a beautiful winter day. Beautiful day. We've had just such a good run of weather lately. Oh, it's, it's, it's Kiwis. actually, John, my winter's finished. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, well, because Wednesday week, I'm in the States. It's their mm. summer. So even if I have a couple of wet days over the next few days, I don't care. I'm, mm. I'm, my, I'm, my winter's done for 2013. You're done. I'm come back at spring. It's been pretty bloody good this winter. Well, we had a real bad patch, didn't we? Yeah. But then we went overseas anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't yeah. Really, I don't really get winter because I kind of only have like a week or two bad weather. Yeah, no, I've, I've had a good run. I mean, I've been biking a winter, so it affects me a lot and I, and I haven't had to do that many tra- sessions on the trainer. So, um, so it's been bloody good and uh, nice turnout, handicap race, um, kind of a bit stressful for the race organiser because I've got to run around doing all these bloody handicaps and getting things started on time and then the, the and then t- then there's then a, so the person who predicted Bron won 
Yes, as yes, always. Yes, probably the first uh, two or three, I think, were. But I got it better. I made an improvement. Um, but the first person was like a couple of minutes in front. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's, it is fun when they, people coming through thick and fast around the, the Yeah, the one key point. moment, yeah. Um, what else? What else was going on there? There was something else I was going to say about that. Uh, JD. JD event. Someone came up to you? No. Something funny happened? No. Someone so, won? I did have to laugh, laugh at someone's misfortune when they um, didn't clip out in time before the Ooh. before the dismount line. They're like trying to get their shoes out and couldn't uh. clip out one foot out. Uh, slow motion. It was just boom. Oh, they fell the over? Yeah. Oh, no. So, We've all done that, but haven't we? We have done yeah. that. Um, this... Thursday, Bevan, uh, biking to Tekapo, 240Ks. 240Ks, oh, mate. It's going to be a biggie. What's that be the longest ride in a while, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 longest ride in a while. Just by yourself? Uh, most likely, yeah. Uh, and it will be for the majority, but I might have, maybe the fillinator might come for the start of the ride, but um, yeah. What do you mean so, start and then stop? Well, he might bike to like Rakaia and back or something like that. Oh, because he's working Thursday? Yeah, well, it'd be, it's it's 480K there and back, so it's probably a bit much. No, but, oh, he's hardcore. He is. Yeah. I'm planning another bike ride now for um, Christmas time because we're on the way out to Kaiteri. I'm going to go Christchurch to Murchison, 290Ks. Is that be your longest ride ever? Second longest ride. But What's the longest ride you've done? 300. Where did you do that? I did, uh, it was when my car broke down and I was biking a bike. <laughs> I was going to bike back. Broke to, down, so I bike around South Island. I was going to bike back to Christchurch um, from Kaiteri most of the way and get picked up. And then the phone rang and the car was fixed, so I turned around and went back. Oh, uh, really? So it was 300k, but 290. How long does 300k take you? I actually averaged a reasonable speed. I think I was close to 30k an hour for. Really? Yeah, yeah I did pretty well. But this 290 to, to, to Murchison, it's through the Lewis Pass, that is Frickin' tough riding. Yeah, that is, yeah. So that's going to be a big day if I do that. But so I'm pretty what, pumped. What, how many hours? Uh, 300k, so it's going to be like 10K, 10 hours, 11 hours? I'll be picking 11. Yeah. Yeah, 11 hours ride time plus, you know, an yeah. hour of stops, 12 hours. Big day in the saddle. You don't listen to anything, do you? It's low intensity. No, no, just, it's just, just touring. Um, oh, no, oh, yeah, I don't listen. I thought you don't. I don't listen to medical professionals. No, no, no. no, no. You're getting a heart attack. You're a heart attack. <laughs> You're screwing your body. Outside uh, of that, Bevan, um, yeah, we're going to Tech We're going to have a nice few days down there. Yeah, and lovely. Uh, hanging out with the family. Go do a bit of probably go up, take the kids up skiing, but ice skating, a bit of swing in the, the hot pools. How many days are you going to be there? Four days, three nights. Mm-hmm. So it's looking good. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. What about you? John, we went out for dinner the other night. Went to some Thai place. It was good mm. food, actually. Mm. Good food. Thai's good because it works on all levels, doesn't it? Mm. Cheap. Sometimes. And you no, cheap. Yeah. In Christchurch, you're normally for Thai, you're normally paying like 18 for a main. Yeah. It's pretty good. When you go to Lone Star, you're paying 36 for a main. Mm. You know, I love the Lone Star, but you I don't anymore. Oh, you don't? Mm. Why not? It's gone downhill. What do you mean? They're not as good and it's not the same. It's experience. the same. That's the thing. It never changes. Mm. Oh. It's different. What yeah. do you get, Dixie Chicken? Yeah, but it's not as big as what it used to be. It's not the challenge it used to be. Uh, th- yeah, it used to be pretty big. And it just just doesn't taste quite as good. It's still good, but it's not great. Not thirty six bucks. No. What, what do you have to pay for from me? It used to be really well priced. No, Lone Star's always been expensive. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what, 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 what are you happy to pay for for a meal? Um, I, I, I don't like paying much more than thirty for a main. Yeah. yeah but but you do these days. You have to. But it's like. What's a night out cost you and Belinda? Uh, depends if Blinda's drinking. Last time we Drinking's went out, she, the key, isn't it? She wants, she's, she's just about finished Dry July. Oh, she's doing Dry July, is she? Yeah. How's she finding that? Uh, she's been okay, but hasn't been the cost-saving I thought it was going to be because she's been going for, you know, she had fizzy, fizzy drinks to replace her alcoholic uh, drinks, so okay. hasn't been the cost-saver. Oh, but, but fizzy's a lot cheaper than alcohol. Uh, bottle of wine's like 10 bucks, a bottle of Coke. 
it's two bucks. No, but she gets the fancy, the fancy fizzy uh, drinks. And, yeah, no, fancy schmints. Yeah, so yeah, if she's not drinking, it's it's not too bad. But if we go out fancy and she's drinking, you know, that's uh, potentially two hundred plus. Two hundred plus. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think we're like because I don't drink, mm. but when you go out, even fizzies cost you five bucks a drink, which mm. always kind of does my head in. Mm. I always go Bundaberg, yeah. ginger beer, because then I look like I'm drinking beer. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like a man. It's all about the look. That's right, mate. And uh, and so and then we'd probably spend about a hundred. Joe would get a couple it's, of wines. Would be would be high fiving if we got a hundred out of it. We went out the other night. It was about eighty, I think. Eighty to ninety. Got the entertainment book. No, we don't do that. I always forget. I do. You love the entertainment book. That's mm. like the highlight of your life, isn't it? It, it, As it was it your savage, you suck on that savage, don't you? It, it hurts me when we go somewhere without the entertainment book. <laughs> you, you just don't go, do you? Yeah. You well, with the other day, we went out to a meal, went to uh, Tony's Tip and Yaki, and I thought it was in the entertainment book. I'm like, the entertainment book's not there this year. It's like there every other year. Oh, I was like, no, they just. God damn it. Too many people like Houston turns up once a deal. Yeah. So so we went out for dinner, and it was a good meal, good game, resume price, good food, like beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's kind of ties pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Good volume, mm-hmm. so win, win, win. Yeah. The only problem was the waiter was hopeless, and the oh. waiter would come up to us every two minutes. No lies, the plate's still half full. Mm. Have you finished your meal yet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, two minutes later, have you finished your meal? Yet? <laughs> they, they must have asked us no lies five times. Really? That's yeah. And like while we're still eating, so wouldn't be tip if we we're in America. You wouldn't be tipping, would you? Well, no, because in America you have to still dip. That's what I don't get about America. That's the, Americans. Love it. I'm really looking forward to America, and I love. It. I actually really enjoy going to America. I love it, and American people are great, and all the rest of it. But your tipping system's it's weird, stupid. It's stupid, yeah. stupid. Because it costs you so much more. Because you kind uh-huh. of go to a restaurant and think, oh, okay, fifteen dollars remains, sweet, and then you got to tip on top of that, and then you have to pay for the tip even if the service is bad. Yeah, what's all that about? Willis, I don't know Willis. That's right. I don't know. What are you talking about, Willis? Bevan, uh, we've got lots in front of us. I've got two mandarins, a banana, he and bought, some cereal today. to have. <laughs> he my snacks. Before we get into our next interview, <laughs> We're yeah. to, we should do next. What time? The interview's not for another forty minutes away. Yeah, well, I'm hungry. We need to. We'll do next week's show. Okay. You're here next week, aren't you? Yeah, but we're going to do how many shows? I'm away the week after that. Okay. I want to get all the shows done. Okay. okay. We were expecting just to wait for forty minutes. Sorry, I was going to do some emails. No, no, you emails can wait. Uh. Look, we must be practical. Okay. You're here. Okay. Right, we'll be back next week. Uh, Legends of Triathlon will be out this week. Uh, what date, whatever date the first is. Must be in a couple, <laughs> couple of days. The on the first will be the first. <laughs> yeah, well, what's today? How many days in July? Oh, you're always thinking, uh, 31, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It will be on Thursday. So that'll be the first. You're in fine form today. Today's show is gold because, first of all, three times you acknowledge I've got something right. Now, that's yeah. never happened. Yeah. And then sucking the salve, woman yeah. sucking the salve. <laughs> <laughs> There's your birthday present for you. <laughs> there we go. Sir. Fair suck of the salve, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end this. Uh, right, I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.